In the last few episodes, I covered the five R's of personal transformation. Reflect, rinse, restart, reinforce, and repeat. Today, I bring you my conversation with Lindsay Rogers. Lindsay is a yoga and dance instructor, Reiki energy medicine practitioner, and a mother of two living in Madison, Wisconsin. Her love of music, movement, the arts, her love of life, health, and chakra healing in the world gave way to Lindsay Lou Rogers. She's a graduate of University of Wisconsin-Madison, and she studied international studies and women's studies. Today, she uses her background in raw food nutrition, ballet, yoga, to incorporate healing modalities into all of her client experiences. During our conversation, she shared her experience with transformation, some of the challenges she faced, her definition of freedom, and how she helps her clients today. So join me in listening to Lindsay Rogers' story right after this. My name is Aruna Krishnan, author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. The first question I had for Lindsay was around how her transformation came about. I think for a lot of people, um, I was going to go into this concept of of an onion. Um, So there's the transformation and a lot of the work has to do with going within and healing layer after layer after layer. And you can't, you can't skip anything. Um, They say that in personal development with Rudolf Steiner, he talks about the stages of development every seven years. And if you miss one, you have to go back and, and relearn it. Um, and so I think a lot of times you're healing layers to go to find what's within. And that was related to your, um, your butterfly concept. And there's this cocoon period of time where you really do go inside deeper and deeper. Um, so yes, I would agree with that. And at the same time, it also feels like it's like an internal knowing that's always been there and you can't really explain it. <laughs> And sometimes you meet people along the way that understand and, um, and like you said, you can feel people's energy. I think that's, uh, that's pretty profound to recognize. The reference that Lindsay makes to the butterfly refers to episode one, where I talk about from fear to freedom with the caterpillar representing that fear and going into that cocoon to make that transformation and then finally coming out as a butterfly. We further go on to discuss the butterfly and that you can't always be in the butterfly mode. But understanding that you've been in a cocoon before and that's how you got to fly. That's so powerful what you just said there. (laughs) (laughs) Having been in the the cocoon, you know that you can fly. Yeah, and I think you you mentioned something really profound here with the five steps, and it brought up this idea. It's an image, either you can visualize a clock. I hope you have to explain this to me. So either a clock when you're at 12, 3, 6, 9, and you kind of cyclical or circular visual, or I really like the visual of infinity, where you kind of go around one loop and back. And so when you're up at the 12, for example, you can't be high all the time. You can't, you can ride the high and ride the waves, but the waves do come down. And that's our chance for reflection. 
to review and see where how far we've come and to make changes. Um, oh, I'm going to add this in now. That actually involves the lunar cycle as well. Um, you have that internal and yin yang. You can relate to that that time of reflection and um, new intention setting to change and draw in what you want to add into your life and how you want to make changes. And I think that is really special time. And um, this might be past tense talk, but society has kind of taught us to go, go, go and not give ourselves time. Now we're forced to have that time. And so I was going to say this earlier when you mentioned, you know, you're either called or you're put into your cocoon. It, it happens one way or the other for people. It's either a large accident, some sort of loss in their life or their family um, or a health related issue that puts people, you know, flat on their back or in a hospital or, you know, at rock bottom is generally that does happen. And it can not be visual to the outside world. You'll see people, um, you know, for me, like quit a job or have a really traumatic, um, I had two really challenging pregnancies and it, you know, your values, you really look inside and realize that, um, what's important, you know, um, Brene Brown has a really nice list of, um, values and you go through there and you reflect and sometimes you're really surprised at what you find. Lindsay mentions the yin and the yang and how that ties back to reflection. I asked her to expand on this a little. So I think of um, expressive outward energy, yang, kind of clangy, um, and then yin, and that can be related to masculine and feminine energy as well. So a lot more visibility, you're outside of your house, you're talking to people, you're do, do, doing, and for yin, it's a lot more dark, internal, re journaling, reflective time. Um, for me, it's time spent alone. And every person has a different type of balance that they need for that. Um, it might appear that I'm a pretty out there visual person, but I spend a lot of time in quiet reflection and a lot of time journaling and writing. It's very circular, <laughs> curvaceous, um, curly type of um writing um and it is in those times of reflection that we can really come into our bodies we go into the physical um and start paying attention so you you mentioned this um rinsing there's a little fear in rinsing at times so for me i i really go back to this concept of well my rug by my front door it it really needs to be replaced and i'm a really a little scared of what would happen if I donate it or toss it or give it to a friend before I have another one. That feels really scary because maybe I'll come home today and I have no rug. And then as soon as um, it's gone, you know, this is what happened for me. So a lot of times I'll think, well, I have a yellow rug today and I think next I'm going to get an orange one. That'll be the next one. So I'll go get an orange one. And then when I get rid of the yellow one, I realize I don't, I don't want orange but you don't know how you're gonna feel until you've created the spaciousness and it's usually very different. So Lindsay's talking about the concept of attachment. So this could be the attachment to ideas or attachment to things, the rug in her example. The attachment to existing ideas is what makes us resistant to change. Until we try something and have an open mind, we wouldn't really know what's out there and we wouldn't even know how we can change our lives. In one of the earlier episodes, I talked about belief systems being one of the main categories of reflection. I asked Lindsay about how she goes about redefining her belief systems. A lot of times we're caught up in the hubbub or the hustle and bustle of the day to day. 
yeah, you get that. And um, you don't have time to reflect. And I remember even being a, a little girl, just always wishing someone would talk with me about, you know, Lindsay, what are your hopes and your dreams? What do you visualize? What do you see your future like? Or, you know, other generations past or other cultures and countries um, and just tap into the feeling. Um, and Gretchen Rubin talks about this in the happiness project about, you know, whatever you like doing at 10 years old is probably what you still like doing today. And it's, it's really true. I mean, if you go inside for me, what I'm redefining now is what is fun for me? Maybe it is intellectually stimulating. Maybe it is throwing a dance party. Maybe it's, you know, doing the exact same walk I do every day and it's repetitive mm -hmm. and it feels good. And I get a new idea or insight every time. Um, and for some people, it might be, you know, blasting down a ski hill as fast as they can because that brings yeah. them So um, really just looking, like you said, looking inside. And it's, it's much more simple than we think sometimes. Lindsay emphasizes that the need for change comes from within. So as soon as you get rid of the rug or decide to make a change in your life or let go of the memory from 30 years ago, you physically feel different immediately. You go yeah. to the dumpster and take the garbage out and you think, oh, yeah. wow, I feel great. Why didn't I do that 30 years ago? <laughs> but you don't know until you feel it emotionally, physically, spiritually, and you see the change in your life, which goes back to your reflect. Yeah. And you see with new eyes at that point too. And that gives you the chance to readjust your course, you know, maybe only a little bit. Lindsay then talks about how she's helping others change their lives. I like the concept of the, the onion and the layers we talked about. Um, and when I do energy work, I really, I, I see what you see. Sometimes you see something in somebody and there might be a lot of things um, blocking their path. I like to explain it like a bicycle. So the spokes might have, they might be kind of dirty and they need to be cleaned off in order for the machine to function optimally. Um, and so really it's a, it's a lot of internal work with the person, but sometimes it's really finding out who they are on the inside, which is really related to childhood. You know, maybe it's this, you know, purple lollipop and, and their whole, at the end of a session, they realize I need to wear more skirts and eat purple lollipops. And it sounds so simple. And some of those things, you know, the button is really inhibiting their physical movement every day. And, and at the end of a session, they realize they, they really like to wear more flowy skirts that's going to change their day to day and how they feel um, and how they present themselves to the world. So I really find that, you know, one person's internal shift can really change a community, especially if they are a leader, because they're going to change how they lead the people that they're leading. We end our conversation with what is freedom, Lindsay's definition of freedom and some of the techniques she uses to constantly feel that freedom. I think it starts to begin with what you said about not worrying what others think. So you're, you're free from the world, from society. And when we do healing work, we actually heal seven generations back and seven generations forward. So there are benefits to, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that, that's a big one to just comprehend and sit with for a moment. So it's worth it, even though it might be feeling like you're digging, you know, you're in the trenches for so long and you do come out feeling lighter. Um, I also think there's this concept of freedom from self, you know, stepping on your own toes, get out and getting out of your own way, 
doing something because you know it makes you feel good in the now and doing something because you know it will make you feel good later. So I talked about spinach. <laughs> I love spinach now and I love how I feel later. <laughs> in a smoothie with chocolate a lot of times, but I also like it plain. Um, and other times it's okay to admit to yourself what you do like. So I talked about red wine and red meat and then I also talked about being vegetarian. So, you know, it really, um, it, I think uh, that frees yourself from yourself and the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and I should be doing this because society says I should be, but I really don't like that, <laughs> you know? And it still goes back to the childhood thing of finding out who you are and then the onion of going through the layers, what's way, way deep on the inside and what's always been there and you know it. That has to do with the transformation too. You might be, you have this internal knowing um, and that's the fear I think a lot of times of going inside to find out what that is. You might like it. And it might just be so simple that you might feel good or like the concept of like, maybe for some people like the weights lifted off the shoulders or they feel healthy. What is, it might be too easy. I feel good and it's so easy. And now I don't, what am I gonna do with all that time? I think there is a level of, and even astrologically for me, the last three years have been really hard. And now it's time to say, oh, okay. I think the being there a lot of times is admitting to yourself that you've come a long way. You've done a lot of hard work and you are where you want to be. And it's okay to mm. be there. Um, letting go for me, a lot of times is letting go of identity um, of who I thought I, you know, a lot of the grief comes with Oh, I worked so hard and so many years on becoming that. Oh, yeah. Like I organized my items 70,000 times over the last 10 years and now I'm letting them go. Oh, what a waste. <laughs> That's what it feels like. But it's also, it took you that time and that energy and that, um, those life experiences to get you where you are today. I think that relates to the concept of just doing it. So they talk about that on the yoga mat too. Just get on your mat every day. And you might feel different than you did yesterday. You might be a little wobbly. Your balance might be off. You might be mad about that thing you didn't do. Or you might be, you know, really happy and on a high in the moment. But you're, you're there and you're doing it again. And that, I think that's why they have the rituals, actually, to continue to do the work and do the action and coming there sometimes as a new person every day and accepting yourself for who you are today. Lindsay summarizes freedom really well as freedom from self, freedom from judgment, and freedom to just accept yourself. And it's also about being in the now. In the next episode, I welcome Susie Moon, who'll tell us about her personal transformation. So stay tuned to Lead That Thing by subscribing or joining the community at optim-strategies.com. Until next time, Lead that thing.